You are listening to the Filming Life Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Holmes, founder and lead educator at the Filming Life Academy, the largest online community of family filmmakers in the world, where I teach photographers how to switch over to video and create meaningful story-driven films with confidence. If you're not already a member, but you want to be, you can sign up to the Academy over at filminglifeacademy.com. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, it's Courtney here and we are here for another episode of the Filming Life podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate all of you that um, listen and listen to our episodes every time we post them. It means a lot to us, so thanks for being here. Um, in this podcast, we talk about all things filmmaking, as you know, um, but we kind of move on beyond that. And this episode today is a good example of that. So what we're talking about today is what would happen if your social media got shut down? And this is something that has happened to other photographers that we have seen in the past. I'm sure that you probably know somebody that has happened to you, um, but maybe it hasn't impacted you. And, um, or if it has, um, maybe you have a, a story to share with us one day, we'd love to hear it. But for now, we wanted to invite someone on to the podcast who has experienced this firsthand very recently with the, and you may have seen this in the news, but Australia, the Australian government and Facebook have had a bit of a clash recently. And so um, we've had a lot of photographers who've kind of gotten into the crosshairs of that. And one of them is Karen Webb. So we've got Karen here with us today, who is an Australian photographer, family and lifestyle photographer you also do weddings too don't you do you do weddings no sometimes sometimes I've seen a couple <laughs> um so welcome Karen thanks for being here thanks for having me no worries and of, of course we also have Kylie Patel with us here today and she's going to help um us with this episode as well she's got always lots of wonderful insight into all of this as well um so hi Kylie thanks for being hi. here hello so um Karen Tell us about basically what's happened um, and and like what your response was, what your reaction was when it happened to you. And um, yeah, tell us the story. Um, yeah, radio. So last uh, Thursday from today where we are, um, I, you know, as usual, wake up in the morning, check Facebook as you do and realised that... Um, like all the media pages had been banned and was like, oh, cool, radio. It honestly took me 12 hours to realise that my page wasn't there anymore. <laughs> um, I had an inkling. I was like, that's weird. There's no, there's, I could tell that there was nothing happening to my page and I had a few, like it looked like a recent post that I'd done the day before hadn't posted and I was like, oh, well, you know. Um, and then it was that night I said to my other half, Matt, and I said, can you see my page? Because I don't know if it's there. And he logged on and went, nope, it's not there. I was like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that would be all our reactions. <laughs> yes. I'd probably use a stronger a, word. Probably a little bit more than shit. But, um, yeah, and so I was like, huh, radio, that's interesting. It's like because I'm not media. Um, yeah. And then just sort of thought, oh, well, I'll wait and see what happens. And I'd seen on a couple of Facebook groups, like business women Facebook groups that I'm in, I'd seen that other people had been impacted. Mm. So the next day I went on Facebook, tried to find those posts and see what was going on. And um, a few people had posted like a link to where you could put a complaint in to say it wasn't working. So I did that and got a response mm. back saying, we were 
hear your feedback. Mm, yeah. um, and then I kind of, I think the first thing I did the next day was just go, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to go mow the lawn and not think about this. So yeah. as I mowed the lawn, I wrote um, a blog in my head and thought, right, yeah, I need to get an email list up and running and wrote that in my head as I was pacing up and down mowing the lawn. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't really panic. I wasn't too overly concerned. A bit frustrating, a bit annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, more so I had was having conversations through Messenger on my Facebook page and I wasn't sure whether they were still there. I was yeah. mid sort of booking with some clients and I'm like, I don't know if they're still there or not. Yeah. Um, and then so Matt sent me a message through there and went, yep, I can still receive messages. Cool, that's I still have access. Um, so, yeah, in the meantime, in the last week I've set up, um, finally got my email list sorted, sent out my first newsletter um, and then jumped in the back end of uh, my website and had a look at the analytics and went only 25% of hits on my website were coming through social media anyway. So I went, mm. okay, yeah, it's actually not that, in the scheme of things, not that big a deal. Yeah. Um, it's something that I can overcome. I'm not 100% solely relying on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so I just went, oh, well, you know, if it doesn't come back and I have to redo it from scratch, it's not the end of the world. It's yeah. frustrating. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so. Were um, you, I, so did you have, um, so you didn't, you said you went, you decided to set up an email list. Does that mean you didn't have an email list before that? No, yeah. no, I'd kind of dabbled in it a little bit. Uh-huh. It's something that I'd been procrastinating for about four years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this week I went, oh, well, you know what? Time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so got in and collated all the emails and put it all together and um, yeah. and did that. So yeah. that finally was the uh, the kicker that got me off my butt to do that. And would you say, like, and do then you I have... realized it's not, wasn't that big a thing to do? Yeah. Did you, would you, do you have any sort of idea or rough um, idea of how many bookings would come through social media versus, say, your website? No. And I was having that conversation last night with Matt. Um, I don't, but I have, because I use Studio Ninja, I have, mm-hmm. they've added the leads um, yeah. Yeah. where your leads come through. So um, I on my contact form on my website, I've now got mandatory question, where did you find me? Yeah. Uh, when I put other contacts into Studio Ninja, I'm going to start filling that in so that I can track. Yeah. yeah. At the moment, I don't know. Um, yeah. I'd probably say I would, I would have assumed about a 50-50 Google search versus Facebook, but that's mm. I have no idea, honestly. So yeah. that is something that I would look at um, and so yeah. that I can actually try and push it more towards Google. Provided yeah. they don't shut down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a bit of a shock, isn't it? Because it sort of, particularly with the Facebook ban, it just came out of the blue. Like right. there've been reports about the the negotiating and the new law that the government wanted to bring in in re- yep. in regards to the media bargaining and stuff like that. But you know, it kind of seemed like Facebook just sort of decided, well, we're going to like force your hand on this, and and we're going to show you like what our power really is yeah yeah and they just shut it down and, tantrum. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I and I think, you know, on their part, it was fully intentional that other people would get sort of swept up in it because there's them basically yeah. flexing their muscles and saying, this is what we can do sort yep. of thing. So it was a bit out of the blue, but I guess, you know, at, at the same time, it was a good wake up reminder to a lot of us that like, you know, we don't own what's on the social network and yep. what we put there. Like we're kind of at their mercy, mm-hmm. whether we're a media organization or not mm-hmm. and that's something that you know in theory I knew um because mm. every course that I've ever done says don't rely on social media and you're like yeah, yeah that's working and yeah. so you know stick with the status quo while it works and then you go when it's taken away you go huh okay so, yeah 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 it's a good it like call. it sounds like you were in a good position because you 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 did know that already so it wasn't like your entire business relied on social media, you still had your website and your blog. And it was very easy for you because you had the systems in place to be able to quickly put together a newsletter and be able to communicate to clients that way. Um, and having Studio Ninja also, I think that it's it's the, you know, it's a really good reminder, as you said, for people who are um who are reliant on social media. And that's like like when you said you had um, been, you know, in the middle of bookings with people and that, and messages were going back within social media. It's like, that is a really, really big wake up call for people who only use that as their one way of communicating with clients. So I think like you were in a great position in that you had other things and that's really good. Has it impacted what you feel like how you feel you're going to run things moving forward? Like you said, you weren't really too fussed that it came back up. So what are like, where's your mindset at with that now? Um, yeah, I'm not too fussed. Like at the moment where I am in life, there's a whole other stuff going on in the background mm-hmm. of my life that I'm like, you know what, this is actually not <clears throat> priority a Facebook page is not a priority for me at this point in my life um had it been six or 12 months ago it probably would have been a different story today I'm like oh I'll just roll with the punches and I'm just going to pick up the scraps and carry on yeah um yes it will probably I will still post to Facebook but it's not gonna it's not a priority I think I will put more focus now into my website SEO Mm. um, doing the newsletter and that sort of stuff and actually engaging with um people that way yeah. Um, you know, uh, Facebook and Instagram are a great way to engage with sort of your your audience. Um, it's a it's a nice ego boost, probably mm. more than anything, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's nice when you see your clients tag you in photos that they've posted, so that their friends see. Rather than, yeah. I think that for me, I find that better than me posting stuff. It's when other people post my stuff and tag me and say, "Oh, Karen." Yeah. yeah um it's building on that word of mouth that you always hope to be having anyway outside of social media yeah that's exactly it so um I yeah I think I'll probably focus more on that um and it was coincidentally and luckily enough at the end of last year I had my website redone um and so thankful I invested my job keeper payments on that. <laughs> um, money so well spent. It was money well spent. So yeah. it's nice. It's effective website. Um, I've had a lot of people say um, how nice it looks. So I'm like, sweet, I've done that at the right time. Yeah. Um, and what little tiny bit I know about SEO and Google seems to be 
the traction seems to be picking up. So I'm going to try and focus a bit more on that without getting overwhelmed. Um, yeah. Just bits and pieces. Like, um, I set up the Google My Business page last year and have been slowly sort of plugging away doing bits and pieces on that. So I'll just keep updating that um, and just, yeah, see how it goes. But Yeah. Um, did it affect your Instagram account at all? No. No. No, it didn't. So it was just Facebook, yeah? Yep. Just yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Um, and, you know, oh, we're kind of of that age. We're like, oh, Facebook, I wish it would go away. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm so ready for Facebook. Like oh. when all the news things came on this morning, I was like, <laughs> I was actually really kind of enjoying it. Yeah. Not, like yeah. not having yeah. the news there. Like the only news I was getting was the chaser and Petit yeah. Advocate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so not actual news satire, yeah. but it was, you know, it was enjoyable because yeah. of, yeah. Yeah. The thing about, I think one of the things about social media and like, I don't know if you, I'm sure Kylie has, Karen, have you seen the Netflix documentary on social media? Oh, I need to watch that. I've been purposely not. I haven't actually watched it. So they go into like the whole science behind um, the addiction of it and, Mm. and like, you know, the dopamine and how, how it like triggers things and, and, and like, I mean, the whole point is to get you to stay on there for longer and as long as they possibly can. And so the way that I kind of see social media as for us as photographers and filmmakers is it's easy to like, it's an easy hit if I, if I like consider it a drug, right? So it's like an easy, whereas like, because you get that sort of immediate response from people, like people are online and they're going to respond right away to your thing. Whereas writing a blog post, it doesn't give you that immediate hit generally. Um, Emailing doesn't always give you that immediate hit. Like they might respond back to your email, but it takes them longer to respond back to your email. And they're not, it's not as quick for them to just like it. Whereas like, when you post a photo, you get that immediate hit and it's also yep. easy. And so it's, I think, very easy for us to think we're doing enough because we're posting photos and we're posting things on social media to sort of say we're around, we're busy, we look busy, you know, we're successful photographers. Of course, you want to book me, right? And um, it's very easy to, I think, just use that and then think I'll spend my time doing that because it's fast and it's easy and it gets it done then sitting down and you can do it on your phone then like making the time to sit down and write an email that goes out to all the people and I mean it takes longer because you're not going to just send one photo in an email you're going to actually spend time writing something to go with it um so and, and doing the writing is like if you think about how hard it is sometimes to write a caption yeah. for social media yeah. it's like <laughs> magnified tenfold because you've got to write like a whole because yeah. you think, I'm going to take the time to send an email I want to make it worth it for people yep. to read so yeah. it is a lot more of an investment in time as well probably the one reason why I had never done the email list because I was like I don't know what rocks in that I honestly have no idea, but when I did it yesterday, it kind of just came out and I was like, huh, yeah, that'll do. That's pretty good. Put some updates and some, you know, things and went, oh, that was, once I'd done it, went, that was easier than what I expected. 
But yeah. yes, exactly. It's that um, it's it is hard enough to caption a photo <laughs> sometimes, let alone <laughs> write an entire email. <laughs> yeah. I think too though, Karen, like again, you're in such a good position because you've been in business for such a long time now and you really have spent all the work, like you've put in all the work, you've spent the time really figuring out who your client is. And you, cause you know that, you know, exactly who it is you're talking to. That makes writing the email so much easier. Um, Whereas like someone who's new, that's really hard to, it's very hard to sit down and write an email to a very broad, you know, general person who you're not really sure who you're writing to. And so that's a, a thing that I think if you're new and you're listening, um, it will make it so much easier if you do the work to figure out who your client is and who it is that you're talking to, because that's, it's going to make a big difference. Um, so when it first happened, I know you said that you were kind of like, well, your initial reaction was, oh shit. And then you were kind of like, well, you know, there's, there's other things that are happening right now in my life. This is kind of the last thing I need to be worried about. What advice would you give to people who like having been through it now yourself, what advice would you give to people because it could end up happening to any of us? Like, what would you say? What advice would you give? Um, don't know if I'm the best one for advice, but um, you are. I'd say definitely, <laughs> number one, make sure you've got a website, um, yep. that you've got a way of um, collating emails from like email addresses from people, whether it's a like a, I've, and I've only just put up um, the newsletter sign up pop up on my website. Mm. Didn't have that before. Yeah. Um, so I've put that on. Um, what are you using for that? Mailchimp. Okay. Through Squarespace. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best one. It's one that I when I attempted uh, several years ago to do it. That's what I'd signed up for. So I thought I'll stick with that. Um, we'll see how it goes. I've heard it's not the best, but for the moment, um, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and yeah, have make sure you've got more than just Facebook. Like, have a bit of a plan about um, if Facebook and you know everyone's like what happens if Facebook goes down overnight you're like yeah it's never going to happen well, <laughs> it did um so you know don't have it as your only option yeah. at least have, have another touch point mm-hmm. um the one thing I did do when I realized that my Facebook page was down I realized I could still change my profile photo so I changed that with a note that said I've been banned you can still contact me through email and Instagram um, in yeah. my website. Yeah. Um, and then in the description on my webpage, I put that same info and said, I'm still here. I've just been banned. Um, but <laughs> you can still contact me. So, um, but then I was like, I don't know actually how many people go to my Facebook page anyway. Ooh. So yeah, it's more, about I was more like worried about those conversations. Yeah. I was more worried about those conversations that I was having on messenger. And if they couldn't contact me and they went to my Facebook page to go, Oh my God, she's gone. They'd at least see that and go, Oh, she hasn't gone. She's still. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that with the messages on your Facebook messenger, do you think you'll handle that any differently going forward? Yeah, I think I will um, try and straight through to email now. I had previously um, like, disabled messenger um but I found that uh, I don't know I still would get a lot of people trying to contact me through messenger so I'll leave it open for the moment and I'm just going to say 
hey, look, shoot me through an email. What's your email address? I'm going to email you and we'll do it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had some clients who say they don't check their emails and there's nothing more frustrating when you're emailing someone and your emails go into junk mail, which we know yeah. it happens. Um, so having messenger there is that, hey, just check your junk mail. I've sent you an email. Is yeah. handy. Yeah. But I probably won't rely on it um, as much as what I just was taking it for granted that it would always be there. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I find like, I personally just, I try to not log on to the things anyway. And so, um, I find that the Facebook messenger particularly clunky and difficult. Uh, it's yep. very clunky. I hate it. The business end of it. Yeah. Oh. If you try to use an, if I try to use an emoji and then send the message, the message won't send. And I have to like go really? out of, yeah, my, on my business messenger. Thank mm-hmm. God nobody seems to contact me through it. Like it's <laughs> very rare. <laughs> and honestly, most people who contact you through messenger. Yep. Uh, yeah. always likely to follow through with bookings. Yep, 100%. Yeah, people that go via your website and email, you generally will get into a booking messenger. It's hey, yeah. how much are you? Yes, you know, yeah. so yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think for a little while I had a little autoresponder that was like, if you're looking for pricing, here's my price guide, here's a link to my price guide here. If you want to book, and then because my price guide has instructions for how to book. Um, there's that, which is, you got to email me. Um, and then I think mm-hmm. I added in there, like, if you're ready, to, if when you're ready to book, email me at blah, blah, blah or whatever. Um, and, th- and that sort of cuts down, but I have a mixture of people who message me, especially now, like I share my um, Instagram stories to Facebook stories. And so then I'm getting people a message in response to stories. Yeah. And I find that, that frustrating. <laughs> And I find that frustrating too. <laughs> I'm like, I wish I could just disable that feature. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. I do the same thing. I've just got a standard response now that says, thanks for getting in touch. Here's my website. This mm-hmm. is where you'll find information and download the price guide. Um, if you want to book a session, this is my email. Cause I just don't mm-hmm. want to deal with that. And I find like for some reason that some people like the ones that are actually inquiring on Facebook tend to be, like you said, like they're not mm-hmm. the best quality leads. And they're it's almost like because it's on Messenger and it's a little bit less formal, they're almost rude in yep. a way. Like they're just like, mm-hmm. what's your prices? Yep. How much are you? Yeah. You know, and like the- and it's 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 not that same feeling that you can get from like doing it over email and and potentially getting their phone number as well so yeah 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 I I find them Facebook business messenger to be just really weird it it definitely (laughs) is people seem to treat Facebook messengers as not a person at the end yeah whereas email they are dealing with a person it's it is a very different um responding yeah. And the number of people who would send what are your prices and I shoot through the link to my website and go, it's all detailed here. And they go, yeah, but what are your prices? I'm like, oh, you yeah. click the link, <laughs> the prices. Um, <laughs> but I have the page so I don't have to type it every time. Clearly you're not going to book. I guess in that regard it's a good way to kind of like weed out, yeah. you know, genuine inquiries from yeah. like price shoppers. But mm. Yes, it's a strange world. So it is a strange world. 
moral of the story is that we we don't want to focus specifically on our business on social media and one of the best ways to um not I don't want to say avoid doing that because I think it's really important to have lots of different little marketing things mm. happening in your business so I think it's still you know obviously Social media is something that is free and available to us. So you may as well use it, but just don't feel like that's enough because you should still be doing other things. And one of the best things you can do is that newsletter, as Karen mentioned, um, because then, you know, you're getting directly direct access to people's inbox. You're not dealing with an algorithm and yes, they may not open your email and that's okay. Um, but People who do, as long as you're providing like quality content and not spamming people with too many emails, I find generally people do open them because they're interested in what it is that I have to say. Um, Yeah. And so it's a really great way of reaching people who you may not be reaching through social media anyway. Um, So make sure that you're doing that. Kylie and I both use Flowdesk, which is um, another great... um, platform for email newsletter type things. I used to use MailChimp as well. And it is also really good. And I think it's free up to a certain amount. Is that right? So it's really good, especially if you're starting out and, or you don't want to put money into like paying a monthly subscription for it. Um, Flowdesk is, I can't remember exactly how much a month, but it is a subscription. It's about 19. Yeah, but it is really, really good. And it has a lot of built-in things. And I actually enjoy writing emails in it now as opposed to MailChimp because I just never could get my head around MailChimp. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's also ConvertKit and there's other providers who I'm sure I (laughs) I can't remember them all, but there's a bazillion. Um, Squarespace has a built-in one. Yeah, I've used that. It's um pretty good, but it's it is it's quite um basic. And for me, I was like, for what it provided, the fact that you had to pay for it to like yeah. add it into your Squarespace, I'm like, well, it's not doing more than what Mailchimp is doing. So it also doesn't collect people, as well. It doesn't collect people's first names, does it? It's it's it collects. I think it's mostly just email addresses, but it's it's really kind of basic. And I just, for me, it was like, well, if I'm going to be paying mm-hmm. for an email thing, then I want it to be able to do more. So at least like with Flowdesk, you know, I have a whole like sequence set up. So when someone signs up to my email, you know, I have a sequence of four emails that they then get sent over a few months that's, yeah. you know, with different things, like a welcome kind of sequence. And so I'm like, well, you know, I'm prepared to pay for that because I've had, good responses yeah. with people you know emailing me yeah you know responding to these emails and I haven't had to do anything all I had to do is just write them at the yeah. beginning First and time. now they just get sent out so yeah. um I think you know if you don't want to be having to pay for another subscription MailChimp is so good for that like it's yeah. you know you can collect people's names you can set up auto responses and all yeah. of that sort of thing and it does like it does exactly the job because you know particularly if you're first starting out you don't have a lot you're already outlaying money on your other subscriptions MailChimp I think is probably the most user-friendly easy option to get you started 
Yeah, definitely. And also if you're sort of like, oh yeah, I'll try this email newsletter thing, but not sure, like don't really want to commit until I know for sure I'm going to use it. It's another, like, that's a really great way to kind of dip your toes in the water, see if you like it. And then if you're like, oh, I do, this gives me a great response. I'm getting a lot of bookings from this and I'm going to invest in it a bit more. Then you can move on and look at other things. Um, but yeah, this was a really good, I think, example of how to kind of not, well, Karen, yours is a very good example of sort of how to not panic and how to really just sort of take it and think, okay, well, here's the kick up in the bum to do what I know, knew that I needed to be doing yep. and yep. then making that happen. And now your page is back online. Is that right? Yeah, it is. This morning I jumped on and went, oh, yep, it's there. Cool. So put a <laughs> saying, I'm back. <laughs> but um, I was kind of like, oh, now I've got to do Facebook again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you sort of don't realise it's kind of really just sort of insidiously crept into yeah. every part of our lives. This, yeah. you know, like social media in general, but Facebook in particular because it's rare I've I've read this article about you know the network value and the fact that you know because everybody's on it they've got that monopoly now and so you know you kind of ah so (laughs) it's you kind of go it's good that things like this happen in a way because like even for myself like I know I need to get much better at doing my emails and putting a little bit more effort into my website and blog posts and things and you know so even though my Facebook page didn't go anywhere it was still a good reminder to me as well to kind of go oh I really need to like make that a priority to to ensure that I'm investing in the things that you know the places where I want to be and where I know that I'm actually going to get some traction Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, so thank you for sharing the, your whole story with us and how this is all panned out for you. And, um, I know that our listeners appreciate hearing from you on this topic, especially. Well, thank you so much for inviting me on listening to me ramble on. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was so good. Um, so if you are listening and you want to check out Karen, go to capture underscore by underscore Karen. That's her handle on Instagram. Is it the same on Facebook? I think it is. Facebook's without the underscores. Yeah. Just capture by Karen, one word. Capture by Karen. That's her um, business. Yeah. I'll put all Karen's links in our show notes as well on the website so people can yeah. go and sign up to your newsletter because yes. <laughs> I can I can vouch for Karen she's amazing she's done family photos for my family and I absolutely love them so if you are in Australia look her up definitely Thank definitely is. Thanks, Courtney. all right thanks Karen and thanks everybody for listening we'll see you for the next episode bye bye bye, bye.